Hello. You're married now. But look at my ring. And your wedding ring. Aha, uh-huh, you implied that I was showing you my anal sphincter. Isn't that what one does when one is married? Whenever Laura does that, I do pull my trousers and pants down <laughs> and show her my bum to do that joke properly. But yeah. I spared you that. You do, that's, that's very good. I'm generous. Are you very way. happy about people saying, I'm very nice treating you, I bet you everybody's answering. But that's the thing, it's not like everyone's saying, saying people aren't saying, um, it's just saying and thinking they're the first person to make the joke. They're all saying it in the full knowledge that they're the 7,000th person to make the but joke. Maybe, that's the, maybe they think that's the joke. Exactly, and everyone thinks they're being original and that being the joke, and they, I can assure them they're not. But what's the joke anyway? That they're asking you a tedious question, or they're asking a question they want to know the answer to in the most tedious way possible, mm. for fear of genuine sentiment. Right. We're on a very comfy couch in your, your new couch your, in the old, old London studio. It, indeed, it was bought in honour of your marriage. Is that true? No, it's of course beautiful. not. <laughs> Ludicrous. Of course well, it's not true. Oh, idiot. I always thought you meant it. Why on earth would I buy furniture just because you got married? Do you think I've got some weird correlatory disease? I do, I, think, I do think that. How peculiar. Interesting. The topic today in episode... 87. 87 is wasps. Yes. Nature's dustmen or useless scourge. Excellent. Yeah. Shall we have something to drink? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I want this. It just looks nice. It's... Oh, I've got sticky bits. Can you read what it is, please? It's Essentia. Essentia. It's a pudding white... Where... Because this is rum doings late. It is late again. Where does it come from? Comes from Essentia. No, it doesn't. Oh, hang on, that's too dark. I have very bad eyesight. Uh, California orange muscat. Mm. Sweet dessert wine. Vintage 2008, everybody. No. Everyone listening was going, oh, I hope it's a 2008. Yes, now, hold on just a moment. What's this? If it's a, <gasps> if it's a dessert wine, yes. one should have it with something desserty or otherwise sweet. Oh, well. What shall we have? I don't think there's any, anything to have. Well, there is, because you're staying over tonight that's in the true. studio. And my daughter isn't very near. Uh-huh. So, just to be safe... Yes. We have scones. Scones. Jam. Uh-huh. Butter. Yes. And cream. So, what? Just to be safe. What does that make? That makes for us a, an evening where I have to worry a little less but about why, predatory behaviour. Why are you having some then, eh? Well, I need to... I'll you be, are wrecking pig's ear of taking that cork out. I worry less about my... I've never seen here. anyone do it so badly. Ugh, come on. Hey! Hooray. Let's pour some, because it may be, may be ghastly. It may be. Shall I pour yeah, some? Yeah, go on, fetishise. There was almost a bit of a glue. Oh, can I have a bit more than that? Well, taste it first. You might not like it. Since I'm not driving anywhere tonight. That's true. Just going to slump out on your spare bed. That's right. So you, you went... Salou. Salou. It's chink. Oh, it was too hard. How... Right, also racist. Yeah. How was your um, how was your honeymoon? Not the obvious thing, just how was the holiday? <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Mm. That's really good. It's really citrusy. I said I wanted to be tangy, but like you sherbet did. and citrus. And he's given me... More. Sh- Give me more now. <laughs> uh, do you want your scone with it? Yes, please. So, yes, please, sir. So you went to Chicago. This is true. Now, you know that chap on Thank your you. forum who said that Chicago is an unpleasant place to, to, to live and visit? I don't remember that, no. But um, he's wrong. Did, did you enjoy it? Or, frankly... I love Chicago. I've been there so many times. It's my favourite place to yeah, be Yeah, but that's world. what I want. Sometimes when you return somewhere too it often... It was slightly strange seeing it through Laura's eyes. 
because I was ju- I was worry judging it. You know how you're kind of worried yeah, yeah, how the other yeah. person is perceiving it. Um, which put a bit more pressure on it. But however, when we got into the bits like we, Vic- vicariousness is a yes, double-edged sword. Exactly. When we as, were, they, as they say on all greetings cards. That's right. When we were downtown, which I find quite boring. Downtown. Um, it was quite boring. But when we got out to the bits I like, not the, not that the, the, not that Laura's company is in Victoria. Then I called Victoria Laura earlier. Yeah. Now I'm calling Laura Victoria. Well, all ladies they are the same, and they are interchangeable. Yeah. We swap when we first swap wives. Um. Well, God, I can't even remember now. Yeah, no. Um, I'm gonna have some cream tea. Mm-mm. We should explain. Mm. This is the rem- um, It's a remnant. The scones are. The um, leftovers from the wedding when we had the cream. We did have the cream tea at the wedding, as promised. And it did actually say... On the there was a blackboard that said, uh, the CTFP Society mm. uh, presents. Did anybody ask what that stood for? Uh, a couple of people asked me who I deemed it was okay to explain it to. One of them I regretted afterward. To whom I deemed it was. Mm. Uh, and apparently some other people asked and... When I wasn't around, and people just declined not to explain, which I think was for the best. Well, actually, probably people, the new listeners probably don't realise that it stands for the Royal Society for the Revision of Cream Teas to Paedophiles. Well, it stands for, when I wrote it out, it was Cream Teas for Paedophile Society, but mm. um, yes, and people who listen to the podcast, who were also at my wedding, enjoy, I think enjoyed the joke. Mm. So that was good. Uh, what an elaborate joke. But they uh, were good green teas. Good a friend scones. of Laura's, as I explained before on the podcast, yeah. spent many months making different batches of scones and could try them out. So she absolutely perfected them, as I think you can tell. Yeah, um, and then we had... Uh, it's fair to say these are the best scones we've ever had. You, would you say so? I think so. They're really mm. light, and that's what I love best about yeah. them. They're not doughy. Um, and then they decorated... She hand-sewed, this girl hand-sewed bunting to decorate the, mm. uh, the, the, the this hall in the church which she turned into a, a village green kind of village cot- village what do you want to look for village hall uh, design with mm. uh, tablecloths and cream teas for everyone it was absolutely amazing what an elaborate joke to do at your wedding that most people there wouldn't get but they did like the cream tea well, and everybody solution. and there were lots of babies there so everybody was safer exactly Mm. It was a good solution because we had to. I get mean, people... didn't your invitation actually say, or the, the letter with the invitation say, for your own safety? Yes, cream teas were served to your own safety. Did anybody ask about that? No. No. But the whole the letter was such nonsense from top to bottom. It was. But um, it's quite fun writing stuff like that because I'm essentially writing that for my friends mm. who I know are going to read it and um, not my relatives who <laughs> I forget are going to read it. Yes, fair enough. But still, I think it was enjoyable. Do you enjoy your wedding? Mm. You want to do it again? Everyone said yeah. that... Um, no, I don't want to do it again to start with. But mm. Everyone said, oh, it's so difficult on the day. Uh, I barely remembered a thing because you're sober. Mm. And, but what, really nicely, that morning I, I tweeted something about it being wedding day. And a, a few people on Twitter said the same thing. They, they tweeted back saying, mm. um, make sure you take steps back during the day to notice what's, what are you doing. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, Make sure you take steps back during the day to uh, to to notice what's actually happening. No, that is a good advice. Like, I, I don't yes. do that, and so all I have are very small oh, pastiches, okay. vignettes of what happened. Interesting. So I did this, um, especially during the, the hour of the ceremony, um, because it was so bizarre that every now and then I would stop and go, I'm at my own wedding, and I'm about to mm-hmm. get married. And that was huge, and I really enjoyed it a lot more because I did that. I'm really grateful for those tweets. What was? And I whispered it to Laura during the first song, that to, so she would do the same. What was your most emotional moment? Um, do you know, the bit I can't remember, and I'm really upset that I can't remember it properly, mm-hmm. is the exchanging of the vows. 
I really want to watch it on the video because I haven't seen it yet because the, mm. the, the video the YouTube upload cuts off before that bit. Mm. But I remember looking into her eyes and, and I remember meaning what I was saying, which felt lovely. But then it goes foggy after that. So 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 you meant what you said and you thought, oh, this is so moving. It's really mm-hmm. my soulmate. And then and she was like, and yeah. it was spoiled by. Oh Christ, that's all. <laughs> that moment's lost in a midland fug. That's right. That's what happened. Mm. She, and do you know what? No, when do you say? When do you say I do during a wedding? That it doesn't fit, appear in, in weddings at any point. Where did this myth of I do come from? Which I will. I will. Yeah. And it always seems to have been. I, I went back and looked at the mm. the ancient version of the, of the Anglican wedding, and it's still I will. The way where you well. said, I promise to take my lashings from my husband. That's right. And, and, and and to be beaten every Wednesday, and then you still I will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, I noticed that Mrs. Walker again didn't promise to obey you. No, she did not. Mm-hmm. And she has lived up to that not promise <laughs> ever since. Um, did you notice the one bit that was different from any other wedding? The one line in that whole sequence. Well, the the one that talks about ambitions to um... murder the queen. Mm. No. We did not say till death us do part. Why not? We said till death parts us. Because when I went to the prep meeting for this a couple of months ago with the vicar, um, who, who we did not know, um, he was what, a really lovely okay, guy. Okay, till death us do part. Why does it do? Is it a subjunctive? It might be a subjunctive. Well, the, the issue. I think you screwed a subjunctive. No, the issue is that all of the wedding ceremony has been translated into modern English, so it doesn't trip people up or confuse people, except for that one line that's left in the big mangled mess. Till death parts us is much simpler English, and so I asked for that. I don't think anyone else has ever done It should be, before. till death part us. It should be a subjunctive. Till death part us. Yes, till, I think you're correct. Till death should part us, in other words. Till, yes, till death part us. You're correct, we need to go and do the wedding again. Oh, well, we can do that. You can Laura just... is going to be furious. Well, you're not properly married without a proper subjunctive, are exactly. you? Exactly. It doesn't count for anything. You've been living in sin for the last month. <laughs> You didn't use the right mood. <laughs> I don't know if that were true. So that how's our idyllic so, paradise? Yeah, how's my life treating? <laughs> no, but what do you say when people say that? Do you sort of? I genuinely look, go. I go incredibly cold looking and just go awful. And it just there's a little flicker of moment in people's faces where they don't know if I'm joking or not. And for that, the moment I live for. And then they realise you're not. Then they realise I'm not, and then the sobbing begins. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, never mind. Yeah. Well, what can you do? I said till death parts us. <laughs> yes. So, um, suicide or stick with it, really. Does that in- does that include murder? The death parts us, is that okay? That's a death. It is a death. That's a death. Sure, and it'll us. certainly part you. <laughs> That's true. With a cleaver. I think you're giving permission to murder your spouse in that line, aren't you? Open, uh, giving the, uh, sorry, your spouse permission to murder you, mm. and, each, and vice versa. Well, it's only right that they be given an exit strategy. I was very disappointed to learn that matricide is not. I thought it was... Oh, don't say it's killing with smothering somebody in a... No, 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 no. That's that's point. I thought it was... uh, Killing with a mattress. I thought it was was your partner. But it's not. It's your mother matricide, of course. Yeah, because of course... That's mater. Of course. But but I thought thought matro as in matrimony, and I thought that's where it came from. Why? Why? Why would it? Because in the the Latin word is 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 nuptias, as in nuptial. But where's matrimony come from then? can't remember. Mm. I don't like wine, but I do like dessert wine. I love how orangey it is. It is. It's pudding wine. It's like orange peel rather than orange. Yes. So or maybe Candied orange peel. Mm. Yes. I can finally drink a little bit of alcohol. It's the first time I can. Yes. After my 
Oh, we see. After oh, yes, we should probably talk always, about that, shouldn't we? Because I always. Uh, but my wedding's far more interesting to talk about. Well, it is. It was so pretty. I looked lovely in my dress. Yes. I guess Laura was there. Was she? Think so. Well, yes. You were wearing a, a suit which initially looked okay, but then throughout the evening looked more and more like you were in a seventies porn film. It did it, even though it was the same clothes. The brown with the collar and that kind of thing. Yes. Well, I was all up for doing another button-up on the collar, but I was told very strictly by people who know better than me, no. Why don't you wear top hat and tails? Because I wanted to go to the wedding as close to being me as I could. It's an odd choice, but fine. I just didn't want to go up in disguise. As soon as I put a tie on, I get very angry. It's a weird reaction So for those who are listening to this who may get married one day, as unlikely as that might seem, Mm -hmm. would you recommend that they do or do not invite babies if (laughs) babies are Absolutely. Because that's a big thing that Brits hate inviting (sighs) children and especially babies. We were so lucky because Laura's mum spent months just putting together these wonderful activities for kids to do of all different ages Mm. because we really wanted people to bring their kids. Um, And so, and because the church we used was so big, Podcast um, at rumdoings.com. <laughs> the back of the church. Mm-hmm. They had a big area, play area for children. So during the service, there was the constant bustle of noise of kids playing, but there were no kids screaming. Ju- Judith it worked really well. Judith didn't use it in the service very much because she well, spent the whole, most of the time dancing. Dancing to the fun pop music. That was ridiculous music. Uh, <laughs> I know it was ridiculous because I could sing it perfectly. Well, that's the point of it, though, isn't it? It's accessible, that's why it's Immediately like it predictable next note, yeah. I suppose it's mm. designed to be like that so that everybody there can were, join in. There were a couple of songs which I didn't... I was wondering if you would manage, because there were a couple of songs which did go in a couple of odd places, I which managed. is why I picked them. I managed. I'm very proud of you. Um, but you yes, you'll see me on the footage. Easily accessible music just seems the very opposite... Jesus was not easily accessible. I'll tell you what I... was what, deliberately obvious. I, I, obvious had, I had a word with somebody else. I, obtuse. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that, I'm glad you say because my mm. problem with the tunes was the lyrics just seemed to be very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Jesus is a lovely chap mm-hmm. and you should say nice things about him. Amen. Um, I thought, no, where's, where's the imagery? Where is the well, multi-layers of... Um, the multiple layers of, of, of poesy that you find inside? There was no need for any hermeneutics. It was like decaffeinating. I thought, but surely you want something that's a little bit more tangy. My issues, are, my issues aren't in that direction. My, my two major issues are, one, that it is um, the denial of the reality of faith. It's in, in, in worship, since we're going to have a little theology debate on our podcast, mm. um, worship music is... Jesus uh, is lovely, we exactly. all love him, we've never had a doubt in our mind. Exactly, everything's oh, going great and I feel brilliant because I know Jesus loves me. Well, that's crap, I don't know that Jesus loves me a good 80 to 90% of the time. Um, I find it incredibly difficult to know that um, and, and I'm constantly struggling. I have doubts far bigger than I have uh, convictions. Um, and I love that. That's why it's interesting to me. I wrestle with this fascinating and wonderful well, thing. Well, that's why I thought it sounds music, very trite. And I literally cannot sing the songs because I do believe in God, because yeah. I do believe I'm worshipping God. Mm. I can't sing those words because they're lies and I can't lie to God. And, it's, well, and it frightens well, me that anyone no, thinks if, that they're but truthful. If, but also, if you were telling a lie, you would hope it would be a much more elaborate and interesting <laughs> yeah, lie, right? That's right, yes. Lovely, 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 never a Jesus doubt in my mind. Jesus has got lovely hair. <laughs> Jesus has <laughs> such lovely hair, it goes up to his shoulder. He <laughs> lived up till 33 and didn't get much older. <laughs> you should write uh, 1970s <laughs> Christian songs. What's the difference between 70s and 80s and 90s Christian songs? How do they evolve? Well, 70s are like that. Kind I, think of the seven, I think the 1770s were when yeah. I end with my Christian. Yes, the 80s... 
I mean, nursery rhyme is sort of nursery yeah. rhyme was a kind of the seventies yeah. music, and then the eighties. When was Jesus is my sunbeam and blah 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 stuff? <laughs> That's, I think that was sixties and seventies, wasn't it? Mm. And then so then the eighties it starts to get a bit more. I don't really know anything about the eighties. Nineties it's when it, it was my kind of era of when I was a teenager, and then it was it was like it's just averagely murky, murmury, but slightly modern, not organ led at last. Mm. Then, That's um, a pity. then the last decade things actually got a lot better, but unfortunately, got in a, they're a lot better for people who like that kind of music. For people like me who find that kind of music off, extremely off-putting, mm. the music I would get up across the room to turn the radio off, kind of music, um, extremely well p- pr- produced and performed and, and, and written. It's not, it's well made, and as you say, you can sing along mm. to it. Therefore, it's doing its job in some sense. Just what's wrong with just having Bach cantatas, really? I mean, honestly. <laughs> what's wrong with it is it's not accessible to the majority. Well, that's good, because it's a mystery. Well, exactly, and it's interesting, because Jesus, be Jesus wasn't accessible to the majority. The only In fact, he deliberately put the majority the, the benefit, off. The ben- at least the benefit of a synagogue service is most of it's in Hebrew, so you can't really, don't really know what's going <laughs> on. It's like an opera, you know, when people right. like operas, and it's, it's in Italian and that, and there's a certain, even yeah. spiritual enjoyment. But then when the ENO translates it into English, and you realise... Actually, no, this sounds really trite. I want the slight once removed. I want to be spoken to so in, in a language well, beyond the triteness of, you of normal. Go, you should go to a Catholic Latin mass if that's what you want. Well, in a sense, I think I agree you with You probably the, speak too much Latin, though. No, no but I, in a sense, I agree with the... You know, I agree with the Catholics in that extent, and I think yes. keeping it a mystery, a capital M, which is not a bam, which in its rightful sense shouldn't be a bamboozlement, no, no. but it should be a mystery in that... It is a mystery. I agree. No, I agree. I agree with you exactly on the mystery part, but I agree. With you, I disagree with you intensely on the Catholic part. Well, yes, the I, purpose I know of Catholic. Of Catholic. Well, well, I know. Well, I know the purpose. Of course, I know the purpose. Exactly. It's so that priests can bugger with impunity and not be questioned. But obviously, well, no. The purpose is to to keep people stupid so they yes. can't challenge it. Yes, and that's dangerous. Yes, of course. Um, but and 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 so that the priests can bugger with impunity and not be questioned. So, but uh, that's what I say. A contemporary, contemporary church. I'm the emerging church movement. I think is fascinating. I think I'm really excited by what. If well, people, what is the emerging church movement? The emerging isn't, church. Isn't or the it emerging, just the same thing again? Or the emerging question, as it's also called. It's well, the idea is it's a non-denominational denomination, I suppose, which is a reaction. It's it's rather than saying we are this category of church and we believe this. It is instead the deliberate attempt to have a conversation between all those groups. So it's the it's it's called the emerging conversation or the emerging church or whatever because it's about the conversation and the dialogue between all these disagreeing sides to create an interesting new direction. It's got much more potential, I think, than most other movements. Um, and it's what certainly absolutely getting absolutely enormous. Mars, Rob Bell's Mars Hill is an enormous. Have you heard that the the C of E is currently giving complaints about women bishops and things like that. There's a big fuss going on at the moment, and they, well, and they 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 voted today to have a rule so that if you were under a women bishopric, you could vote to be under somebody else really? instead. But then they said, but hold on, somebody else might be under a woman, so that's caused a bit of an issue. What is what is the bishop? I don't even know. I don't know what bishops are for even more. I mean, someone like the Archbishop of Canterbury is there as a figurehead, and that makes sense. Mm. And then you've got people like Tom Wright, who's Bishop of Durham, I think, currently, who is just a, the greatest living theologian. And these these people who are interesting and bright and intelligent and are there to teach theology. But I, what is what is the bishop of and like Dartmouth, if there is one for, what do they pose this? I mean, who cares if it was a man? Well, it's a hierarchy. It doesn't it's impose anything. It's more on sort of my administrative, life. isn't exactly. it? Exactly. It doesn't have any effect on my life. It doesn't seem to. A lady will probably do the job better. 
I don't know if that's more organised. A crap lady would do it worse. And then most like, ladies are better organised about those things. She'll, she'll remember her appointments better than some doddery old. Beard. I imagine most bishops have a lady to do that for them. Yes, they do. The, bus, the, the bustling spinster. That's right. Mm. Spinster or a spinster. <laughs> eh? Air quotes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's that's enough theology for that. I just want to say, if anyone is genuinely interested in. The, the, this get the new book by Pete Rollins called um, Insurrection, which is a phenomenally controversial book and really exciting. Rob Bell describes it as um, being taken to the edge of a cliff and then being pushed off. Good, which I like. Um, <laughs> he says in the in the fo- in the uh, he says as you fall, you can sometimes feel like you're flying, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah, and splat. Well, exactly. That's the but I think that's what the book's all about is deliberately pushing you off the cliff. So, mm. which is quite a fun challenge. Anyway, if anyone cares, let's talk about your failing organs. <laughs> well. I give you mm-hmm. the joy of harpsichord. Yes. The joy of honeybush tea. Yes. The joy of grammatical pedantry. That's correct. And you give me an inflamed vestigial adjunct. Yes. Thank you. The That's trade. my pleasure. Now, anybody who's listened to Rum Doings before, mm-hmm. particularly... That includes me. The, well, you don't really listen. I have to. <laughs> uh, that's something I've got, I've got to complain about. I've noticed that your summaries... Particularly yeah. your in iTunes summaries have become increasingly scant. Oh, the reason... Until it... recently it just goes blah, 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 stuff and things. <laughs> the reason... I will not put up with that listen, any longer. Listen, listen, listen. The reason for that appearing in iTunes is because when I'm uploading the episode, in order to have it be done and not take my entire day, I have to fill in the Jellycast content before I finish listening to the whole episode. Um... And so, therefore, I tend to cut off about halfway through the thing. And so, I, I, for a joke, I put the blah, blah, blah thing, because it obviously cut off so poorly. That's not to happen And that goes again. into iTunes. Well, you can write the summary, then. That's like. not to happen You again. write the summary, No, then. I know it's, it's your usual John entropy. I looked at some <laughs> of the early ones. Beautiful little summaries. Yes. In detail. But his... And they get more and more raggedy until today you can't be bothered. Well, the thing is... Really, you know, the that's thing depressing. Is, the thing is... The I... second law of Walker. <laughs> um, the, the issue is... That I think when you over-explain it, it reduces the point in listening. So Kieran Gillen and I used to argue. Oh, you told me this. yes. You used to argue that every he does second a, of the podcast. Like a second at this by second moment, breakdown. at this moment, what Alec coughed. Yeah, what is that for? You know, I want to listen to it. I don't need to read what happens in minute by minute in advance. I'll so tell I you where think, it is useful. I think enough. I think just enough to summarise is like here are the broad topics but, we cover. Go listen to it. I don't I'll tell you, you where it is. It is, it is useful. Months in advance. Oh yeah, we talked about that. What was that again? Yes. What was the name of that book? Like, if I want to think, and that's it. The yes, name of John book. The other which episode was? But it? the other thing I do is if we talk about if we talk about books or photographs or anything, so I will reference them in the post, and that's useful. But I don't think we need to. I don't think I need to do the minutiae I have been before of explaining what happens in the episode. Cause I think it just spoils the twists and turns and the surprises because we don't know what we're going to talk about. No. So would you like why another scone? I would like another glass of this delicious wine with some scone. No, I'm fine for scone things. I've had. I'm feeling quite sconed out. I am quite sconed to the max mm. after that disgusting and disappointing Nando's rubbish you forced me to eat it'll be very thank you for buying it for me it was horrible yes thank you did you enjoy that I bought the wine for you as well mm. how was the coffee that you bought today was that alright yeah it was it was, it, it was a bit weak at Fratelli well you mm-hmm. do you do buy decaffeinated coffee what do you mm. expect so anyway yes so you gave me if anybody who's listened Remember that I don't remember which episode it is. But well, we've been away for a month, and the reason we've been away for a month is I got married and was in then away, mm. and then Nick was in hospital. Yeah, 
Now, if you listen to some old episode, I don't remember which number it was. John, John talks about how he got appendicitis, not gastritis. No. Appendicitis. Now, give a very, very brief summary of that, just for the, a, a couple of sentences. So, you, 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 an incompetent doctor said that you had gastritis. There oh, was a reason. NHS there's a reason. There's a reason why I oh, want okay. to summarise this. But if you say specifically how, how what did you feel? Uh, the, most, the most intense stomach I could ever had that mm. moved around. Where did um, it move? To the point where it started at the side and moved toward the middle. No, middle and then to move toward the yeah, side, yeah, that's yeah. right. Intense, crazy pain, delirious at night time with the pain, and then mm. called dentist direct, misdiagnosed. Went to hospital, diagnosed, appendix whipped out. Hilarious events of utter incompetence and misery in the hospital. With uh, some uh, of the most appalling nursing in all of human history. A very old hospital as well. Yes, and then came home. Why was the... Oh, now, the nursing I'm interested in, because I don't want to... What, what, what particularly about the nurses? And well, the, the first nurse was the woman who wouldn't let me uh, go to the toilet, made me pee into a cardboard bottle in front, without pulling the curtain around my bed, so I had to piss in mm-hmm. front of the entire ward. Mm-hmm. And then didn't change my drip thing, and so my arm, my hand, right at the back of my hand, had got horribly bruised. The cannula. Uh, the next nurse didn't know how to change a bed. Mm-hmm. Um, when my friend Joe asked them to change the sheets because they were still covered in them with yellow operation goo oh, the next that. day yes, that, yes, and she didn't know how to put another sheet on so I had to sit next to the bed which as you will remember sitting up is not yeah. something you really want to be doing at that point and then the nurse after that was the insane man who didn't know how to pronounce the N apostrophe T at the end of words so did and didn't were pronounced the same and so on which was very confusing who lied to all the doctors about things I haven't said and then illegally gave me drugs without prescription all right uh, but you had a good night's sleep. Oh yes, three so nights. They were very, they were two very, or three nights. Three nights. Those were very quiet and oh, respectful. In yeah. a in a ward so bad that there weren't any drip stands, they had to hang my drip off the end of the curtain rail above the mm-hmm. bed, which the nurse, the this was the mean nurse at the start, did by standing on the bed I was currently lying in. To wedge in which I this, was currently lying. To yeah. wedge this thing on the on the curtain rail, and it didn't. When I started bleeding back into the bag and called for her attention, quite scared because mm. my blood was coming out of my arm and going into the drip, <laughs> um, she told me to shut up because she was giving food out to other people and she'd be with me in a few minutes. Mm. That's good. That's what you say to a patient who's trying to get your attention when you're doing something as important as handing out dinner. Yes. So anyway, what happened with me? Yes. Um, I'd gone to work. It was, I think it was a Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Was it Tuesday? I can't remember. I got no one to, cares. I'd gone to work and I had quite a busy day and I hadn't had much for lunch. I'd had a small snack or something. So I, you know that sometimes when you haven't eaten enough in a day and you feel the slight stomachy, the stomach acid wants something yes, to yes, be put yes. in it. Yeah. A little bit bloated mm-hmm. and a little bit windy. Mm, windy pops. You know, but it wouldn't come out. You know, like you say, like trapped wind or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's annoying. Ate some more. It's feeling a little bit worse. Oh dear. Am I coming down with something? I knew that Victoria had had some, and Judith had had some stomach upset right. a few days or, or about a week before. So, oh, mm-hmm. well, that's a bit long to catch. But never mind, that's happened now. That evening, we had um, our dinner, and then I waited about an hour, and I, w- I said, hmm, what is this really? I, I was even beginning to have wonder a bit whether it was right. anymore. I said, I'll tell you, I'll go for And a... you, let's be honest, you are a bit of a hypochondriac. So I said, I'll go for a run and see if it, if I can, if I can cope with going for a run, then it probably isn't anything. Whereas if I stop after five steps mm-hmm. or something, but I completed the run. Right. And it was, it was sort of okay. It was mm-hmm. beginning to feel a bit, bit, bit windier yeah. and a bit more unpleasant. By about nine. That is the thing, it really does feel like trap yeah. wind, doesn't it? By about nine that night, 
I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Right. It's no longer in my belly button anymore. It's uh, in my lower right. Yes, that's right. That movement. And I thought, hmm. I remember what John said on the podcast. So I <laughs> yes. called NHS Direct. And I prime you. Know, you have to prime them by giving them the diagnosis that they, they need in order to tell you yes. what they need to tell you. Yes. So I, I primed them and they said, well, if wait until midnight. Yeah, okay. And if the pain... Well, they said, if the pain increases or doesn't get any better mm-hmm. after you've taken a paracetamol mm-hmm. then go to accident and emergency yeah so, it, so they said take two of these and wait because he'd be in yeah. the morning but it didn't it didn't get any better by midnight but I couldn't be bothered so I right. went to sleep okay. I did I did sort of sleep okay I genuinely sleeping was in literally bothered. I was walking no. around the room staggering in mad and circles. I woke up the next morning and it was a bit worse not terrible but it was no. a bit worse and and so I went to the GP mm-hmm and the GP, uh, unfortunately, they got an appointment. And the GP did the usual prodding and feeling, and it said, "Yeah." And she said, "Well, the story you give is a convincing." They said, "The story, <laughs> the story is convincing. The story is right, or whatever." Yes. That as she said, and she. But what was confusing is I wasn't in that debilitating pain like you were. Mm-hmm. I wasn't nauseous. Yes. And I hadn't lost my appetite. Right. Um, but I still didn't, I was careful not to eat anything really. I think I had mm-hmm. a small bit of chocolate or something. That was pretty much it. Yes. Because I thought, well, if I have to be operated on, better to be nil by mouth. Mm-hmm. And, so. and so she said, well, if by the end of the day, the pain hasn't gotten any better, then right. you should, you know, come and see me quickly and we'll write a letter, which you then have to deliver to the A&E yes, department. That's right. Yes, Because, so, you know, they can't communicate with magic no. things like computers. No, of course not. And to put in a little envelope. Yes, and that's right. So, by a, and she said, I said, well, what will I know? She said, well, when you're actually walking, it actually causes discomfort. Every mm-hmm. movement I'm going to open walking. the door because I'm going to melt. It's very, very hot. Do you have the heating on or something? It isn't actually very hot. You're just fat. I am fat, but it's yeah. also very hot. You're too insulated. I know. I'm well, I'm efficiently insulated. You're too excited by what I have to say. This is true. I'm priapic. So, <laughs> so then, towards the afternoon... Oh, the cat's coming anyway. Towards the afternoon, it began... Toward. It began to feel a little bit more... As I walked, it began to be uncomfortable with the the bouncing reaction. I thought, okay. Phone the GP, said, come and collect your letter. Yes. Collected the letter, went to Barnard General Mm A&E, waited the usual amount of time, gave them wee-wee like they want. How long was it you waited? An hour. That's not the usual amount of time. I think three to four hours is quite normal. No, the, the usual amount of time for being triaged for something which might burst. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Sorry. That's the, that's the emergency. That's thing. right, yes. So then gave them a bit of wee-wee. Then went into the... Um, got, got sent further and further back in the A&E department to the place next to the, the old woman with all her cancers who was mm-hmm. coughing and getting upset and mm-hmm. so on. More people were prodding me. It's quite funny. First, you know, then you have the student doctor come to prod you. Then mm-hmm. the very recent intern sort of progresses up. yes. More prodding, more feeling. They had to take blood. Then they realised they hadn't taken enough blood, so they had to take more blood, <laughs> and so on. And then eventually they said, well, it's, it's interesting, you're not... You know, I, you're, you, you're slightly too healthy. Now, I wasn't in your position. Yes. Uh, I could still walk around. Mm-hmm. I could have conversations. Yeah. I was a bit hungry, mm-hmm. and so on, which... That was, there was a vague diagnosis at this yes. point. What was it? And then they said, well, look... With with men, usually if they've got a pain over there, it's not like with a woman where there's the fallopian tubes and there's the mm-hmm. eggs and all. It's usually only one thing. So we'll, we'll we'll probably whip it out. Okay. Probably whip it out anyway. 
But there's no room on the pre-operative ward, so we'll send you to the stroke ward. Oh, lovely. You'll wait. So I went up to the stroke ward mm-hmm. by the evening or the Wednesday or whatever. I went up to the stroke ward and said, don't eat anything because you could be operated any time tonight. Yep. Um, and in the stroke ward, there was a gen- uh, full of elderly gentlemen, including one in the opposite bed, who found it interesting to come onto my bed and bounce up and down. <laughs> wow. Oh, bouncy, bouncy, bit like Judith. <laughs> And he was perfectly happy about it, and he was quite a happy yeah. chap. Yeah. And, he seemed to, and then, then the nurse would come in and drag him back to his bed. <laughs> and then when the nurse has left, he'd, he'd come back and bounce up and down. And that was fun with the... Um, That's amazing. With the... Uh, with the uh, yeah, can imagine. Now, I have to say, thank heavens for smartphones. Yes. Preloaded with, with um, podcasts. Oh, yes, things. I can imagine. Because the days before that, you know, just sitting there waiting with some tatty old book you happened to bring. And my books were on it as well, because of course they had the Amazon now. So I could read my, oh, excellent, read my yes. books, listen to my podcasts. I love that the, Am- the Kindle text, app uh, picks up all your books from yeah, your Kindle. It's absolutely could, incredible. Could send text messages to people so I wasn't mm-hmm. disconnected, check yep. the Twitters and yep. so on. That, that was a, a, li- a life-saving thing, because I would have probably just killed myself otherwise. I think you took Steve's life in order to live your I own. Did. So then, so then about, at about 9.30, I said, well, we're too busy, and we're, we're, <laughs> you're not going to have your operation tonight, so you can eat something. Well, you really were a non-emergency, weren't yeah. you? You weren't in that much pain. So, so don't eat too much. Yes. But you can have a bit. Mm-hmm. So this is Wednesday night. I had a bit. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday... No, sorry, so it was Thursday night. And then on Thursday... Where, and then on on Friday morning, they said, "Well, of course, he nil by mouth, etc. Let's see when you have the operation." Then I waited all day until a late afternoon, when suddenly the porter comes and said, "Right, you're going to have your operation." Right. And um, again, there was just total disconnect. Nobody had filled in the right with the usual. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is earlier that afternoon, the anaesthetist had come to see me just yep. to speak, and she brought about and said, "Actually, you look too healthy. I don't think this can't be right." appendicitis mm-hmm. you just can't be out you know I've seen other people who have a appendicitis and mm-hmm. you know you'd be like you said you yes. were, you'd be writhing around yeah. you'd be by this stage you'd be kind of sick with, with pain mm-hmm. and you're not and you're, you're standing you're going for walks you're talking you're, yes. sit, you're standing and sitting it's not appendicitis mm-hmm. but I'll speak to my colleague the surgeon anyway yeah. later on the lady a lady surgeon came up mm-hmm. and she said I'd never. We'll, we'll whip it out anyway. <laughs> so you had a, an unnecessary one, did you? Well, then they they took the, so they took me to the operation. Mm-hmm. I have to say, but it was when I was in the you know the little airlock before the operation. I didn't know it there was, would be an airlock. It was in there when they realised they still hadn't given me my hospital bracelet, and they absolutely can't do an operation without one. And I was I've been pointing out to everyone to, all no, the way there. I, I made a pest of myself. Did you? to the nurse because I hadn't been given my hospital uh-huh. bracelet. Of course, they'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. So I so so I kept every half an hour. Yes. I said to the nurse in the stroke ward, mm-hmm. "I need my hospital bracelet." Mm-hmm. Okay, dear, don't worry, I'll get your hospital mm-hmm. bracelet. Also, I mean, if the BMP got their way, the NHS would just close down. <laughs> That's true. So, so um, so eventually, I was such a pest that they finally wrote one out, oh, and wrote out an emergency. And I said, "Look, I prefer they know who I am so that they don't." Give me a heart transplant. That's correct. It's just quite nice. So they gave me one for my leg and my uh, my arm. Oh, so, nice. So the airlock. Did they write this leg and draw a big arrow on it as well? <laughs> so the airlock. <laughs> so, so so no, that the airlock was interesting because yeah. I went into the airlock mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that's what they were giving me the anaesthetic. That's right. But I hadn't realized, uh, and I said, look. They give you a pre-anesthetic before you go in there. Which no, 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 no. But what's interesting is I don't know what happened mm-hmm. because. It was quite a jolly man who was the anaesthetist. And he was quite, you know, he was being slightly too jolly. And, oh, I've just got to go and see whether we've got the right tube. I've got to go shopping and get another one. I thought the anaesthetist was the lady. 
No, 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 that, that, that might have been the lady in the actual theatre. She might be oh, okay. the one who actually was monitoring and so right, on. Sure. But the jolly man was going to give the, certainly the pre-anesthetic. So I, said, mm-hmm. so I said, how are you? I said, I'm feeling pretty terrified. I need something to take the edge off. So, <laughs> so, so into the cannula they injured. And they, but they put my cannula in my mm-hmm. elbow, actually, not on my wrist, which is better, I think. Okay. Did mean I couldn't bend my elbow, though, so maybe it wasn't better. I have them on the back of my hand, mm. which hurts like a... Pain in your but also but you're better than having it in your elbow because that means you can't move. Yes. Your hand has to be out like this all the time. Yes. You've got a needle up there. That's frustrating. So I um, so you can't reach to make to, yourself to, feel better afterwards. Yeah. So um, so so he injects something directly into the camera. Uh-huh. A very interesting experience because exactly about two seconds after the injection, mm-hmm. it was sober. Three yes. glasses of champagne. <laughs> It's very funny to feel the, the switch can uh-huh. click. Oh, that's very nice. It's like three glasses of champagne. And yeah. He says, well, so breathe in this, this gas will make you feel... Uh, no, but before he said that, well, I said, what we're going to do is, once we've done the operation, we will wake you up in the theatre mm-hmm. and we'll have a conversation with you. Yes. Just to make sure your complements and everything's okay. Mm-hmm. You'll then be wheeled into recovery. Where you'll instantly fall back to sleep. And you won't remember anything about the conversation yes, at all. Yes, that's right, yes. So, so <laughs> I've had three of those yeah. in my life, and I don't know anything so, about so, them. So, 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 well, you, you, you'll feel better. Just breathe this in. This is even nicer for mm-hmm. the, you know, you'll. It's a bit more. Think of it as a bit more champagne. So I breathed it in, and that's the last thing I remember. Right. There was, I don't remember any weaving wheeled further. I don't remember the countdown. Though you didn't, they didn't do a countdown on you. They, oh. may, they may have done it. They <laughs> oh, may have. Just don't remember it. But the last thing I remember was breathing this thing. See, yes, it does feel better, and I'm grateful for that because I didn't want the conscious. Counting I love down. it. Actually, yeah. I've, I've, no, I did it I when I was that. when I was. I eight. was so grateful for the fact that I didn't. It, it was an unconscious unconsciousness. The first time I had it done, I was eight, and I remember enjoying it then. And then the next time, I was sixteen, and um, I remember doing the countdown and getting all the way down to like I think I got to one on the countdown. This is not working, <laughs> which is quite weird. But then the one a few years ago for the appendicitis, that was I really enjoyed that moment. Just going awake, 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 gone. <laughs> it's really exciting, but. But feeling also yourself the, go to sleep that quickly. They, they are correct, though, because the next thing I knew, I was in recovery. That's right, yes. And, and there's no sense of time passing like a sleep, like a sleep is there? It's, something passed. I'm not really? sure what it was. Oh, okay. More, maybe, no, maybe I... There was definitely, like... It was sort of like a Disney dark ride. So right. I think what I might have... I might have vaguely remembered being trolleyed into there. Right. Or, or on the bed being pushed in the movement. More right. of a... Yeah, movement. Yeah, that's movement, true. Yes. More of a movement yeah. than of a temporal. It's an odd thing to describe. But and then I was awoken with the uh, with some nurses shrieking about how unfair the Christmas rotor was. <laughs> it was a nice way to be lulled back into the land of the living with a with a, the pain in my. So you had a completely unnecessary operation. No, well, I had the. Um, I was on a bit of morphine, I think, mm-hmm. and I've actually found. No, to be honest, the morphine, the morphine. Unlike you, what the morphine made me feel like, it made me feel like a teenager having a lion. Okay, because I, I certainly didn't feel any pain when I was on the morphine, so I wouldn't have been able to tell how ill I was. No, there wasn't a lot of pain. Yeah. Once I, but once they finally wheeled me out of recovering into the ward, mm-hmm. I started feeling a little bit sick. Because, you know, morphine, after the end of it, you do feel uh, just a little bit bitter. Well, anaesthetic is make, what makes you yes, sick. Yes, it was probably anaesthetic. Did uh, you vomit? No, but I was feeling a little bit sick. Yeah. And, um, and then eventually I, I sort of vaguely remembered your thing about Louise. So I said, I told oh, okay. the nurse, I told the nurse, I said, I'm getting up. Now you can either help mm-hmm. me walk mm-hmm. to the toilet, or yeah, or or I can go on my own and fall. Mm-hmm. So she said, oh, so, so she grumpily. You must have been a delight. <laughs> so she grumpily helped me up. Yeah, and of course it. I shuffle. I made sure I didn't lift because when I lifted my foot and put it down, there was mm. so I just kind of did the shuffle mm-hmm. to the loop, and then I stood there, 
and waited for some. I needed to go to the loo, but of course I couldn't. Push, I didn't want to push my bladder at all. My bladder right. really wanted to move, so I had to wait for it to sort of gen- gently drip out. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, because I didn't, and also though I was I had a, also a fear of the fear of sli- even slightly coughing or clear my throat. Oh, really? And even breathing was a bit difficult when standing. Yeah. So I had to kind of hold it. That's probably why you're not meant to go to the toilet. Yeah, it's probably a list of good reasons. But why. then I went back to back to bed. And that was fine. And then the, finally the nurse came over once all the visitors arrived. Mm-hmm. And they said, so what's on the chart? Did they need to take it out? Oh, yeah, yeah. The doctor said it was really manky, was her word. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good luck. Good so, news. Good so, luck. Well, so it's good. But that's odd. They said, so, mm. they said, so they, they said after, so it's strange that I guess you're, the rest of your immune system must have been very powerful right, fighting okay. it and yeah. trying to keep it constrained. It's unusual, but... Mm-hmm. Your body was trying to kill you because yeah. it would have then ruptured, poisoned you to death. Mm-hmm. So, so your body doesn't like you. So they gave me the full open-up injectome, not your little keyhole, so mm-hmm. I've got the nice big... Because there isn't more of someone in this <laughs> area. <laughs> they said, yes, we prefer to. When, 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 when a certain sort of people have a clear diagnosis, not that clear, but there you go, yeah. um, we, we prefer just to, you know, if we, we can have a nice big incision, we can remove uh-huh. it much more easily. Yeah, we can get both hands in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they wouldn't let me keep it. No, I, I, fa- I found out that mine had just been thrown away. So they said, yeah, we threw it away. Yes. Said, How dare you it's throw a, a bit of me away? It's my body. And my I wanted soul. a funeral. Yes. I wanted to put it in a jar and put it on the mantle. I would love to have had it just to have a poke at it. Poke exactly. Poke. You bastard. Exactly. <laughs> and have you tried consuming grass ever since? Yeah. Okay. Uh, unable to now. No. no it doesn't stop. work, does it? So, so anyway, yes, as you said about the nurses. And what the, the first night was spent having very, 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 very loud discussions. <laughs> yes. I mean, very loud discussions. <laughs> At the top of their voice discussions uh-huh. about Michael Jackson and how unprofessional, <laughs> medically unprofessional, his doctors have been. Okay. Interesting talking about sort of um, uncaring <laughs> medical professionals as you're screaming at the top of your voice to post-operative patients. Yes. Is sex- in a stroke ward? Oh, you actually? No, I was out of stroke ward. Yes. And only people who are recovering from operations. That's right. So, yes, sorry. That's right, yeah. so and the second night, um, he, screaming loud arguments about what sort of filing cabinet should be had for the uh, for the dams and ward. Okay. Um, eventually, they decided for some sort of mobile filing cabinet. That's good. Because because. God forbid there should be any computers. Everything has to be filled <laughs> right. in hundreds of sheets of paper. And, and even while I was discharged, you know, the discharge was massively called, and I almost wasn't oh, discharged on time. Because, yeah, no. oh, the bit of paper hasn't gone to the pharmacy yet, and the pharmacy hasn't sent back their bit of paper. So, you know, if this had all been typed in on a computer when, mm-hmm. I was, when I was admitted, then you wouldn't have also had to ask me 20 times for my life history. I and put- five different blood tests, because, of course, the little bits of pizza paper that the previous blood tests had been written on hadn't been in the right filing cabinet, mm. mobile or otherwise. The lack of computing in the yes. NHS is what causes its inefficiency. And the nurses did spend 80 to 90% of their time filling mm-hmm. in bits of paper and putting them into different folders and then arguing about whether the bed number should be in the front of the folder or on the inside <laughs> cover of the folder. And apparently some registrars got very angry when the numbers were, on, were not on the inside of the folder because, of course, they open the folder and they don't have to then close it again to see what the bed number is. And then, of course, did you know that the bed numbers are in the inside of the bed chamber so that when the curtains are closed, yes. the registrars cannot see which bed number is containing their patient and they can't count, you know, by saying, well, that's bed 12, that's obviously got to be bed 13. So they have to open up the curtain and sometimes that would be invading someone's privacy and it takes extra time. So, want, so want... their solution was they would 
get laminated bed numbers uh-huh. put on the outside of yeah. the, of the uh-huh. curtain rail as well. Uh-huh. This is discussed for several hours. I'd like it's to very important. Of course, they didn't bother coming to give people their, uh, their, their tablets no. this because it's very important to discuss the filing cabinets and the folders and where the numbers will go and the bed numbers and that, of course, that this particular registrar had complained during their main meeting that they had used the pink paper, which was very difficult to see the green ink on. <laughs> Why didn't they use black ink? I don't know. They spent like, most of their time discussing paper and numbers, John. I don't wish to be daily mail, please. I don't wish to be daily mailish about it. But uh-huh. honestly, if they could get somebody to give them a decent computer system, mm-hmm. you could fire half of them, and the rest of them could actually look after some patients, which would be lovely. That would be nice. Mm. That was beautiful. I have to stop you there because yeah. I need to say some thank yous for the music. For the, I need to thank them for the music the songs you're singing the song you're nothing special in fact singing. you're nothing special in fact you're a bit of a bore and if you tell a joke I have probably heard it before it's a horrible thing to say it is anyway um, yes I know some thank you for the rum doings people people bought me presents off of my gift list you didn't really think they would very much I, I, gen- I thought some people would I was not expecting how generous people were though it was absolutely amazing let me see it's what well, the rummers I, the doers I apologise if I miss anyone because this is a confusing Debenham's website is possibly the, the second worst website of all time yeah um, so let me see Oh, so a, a rum doings listener bought us a kitchen craft best buy black roasting pan I'd like mm. you to know that that is approved by this morning the television show Oh, I didn't know that was still going. Who's who presents? I think it's things? isn't it Philip Schofield and Fern Fatface. And Fern Fatface, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the ones. Fern adulterous Fatface, yeah. Is she adul- oh, she did. She did when she was with pregnant chef. with another chef on on. Uh, yeah. My friend was on Radio City Cook at that time. She said she saw them uh, at the side chatting and flirting. Mm. Um, and shall uh, we spoil the magic of Ready Steady Cook and tell them that they already tell them what the ingredients are going to be and what they should cook? And they don't do it in twenty minutes. Yeah, isn't yeah. it tragedy? Shocking, eh? So everything's wrong. Um, the listener got us a lar- the large pasta bowl, which was amazing. Generous. That's a huge bowl. Who is the listener? The listener. Just oh, these people. Goodness. Sinister Agent, who is a, a regular f- from um, PC Gamer and Rock Paper Shotgun and all sorts, who's, mm-hmm. uh, um, bought us the uh, Chrome Spoon Rest, Silver Spoon Rest, as it's so elegantly called here. Are, are, are your spoons now resting? They are not, because this is one of the items that Debenhams have lost in their warehouse. When I asked mm-hmm. where the missing items were from the delivery... Hello, the way there's a she just said, nonchalantly, like, she just, no, she went, oh, we've lost them in the warehouse. Like that was I'm supposed to go I found it so funny that I couldn't even bring myself to complain. I was like, Oh, okay. The, <laughs> the, where, the warehouse ate them. She said wait, she, she just said, Oh, we're waiting for the delivery of a couple and they should be here in two or three weeks. I was like, Okay. And and what about the ones that they sold? And she said, Oh yeah, we probably they're, they're, those are the ones we can't find in the warehouse. We've misplaced them. Mm-hmm. No, she said, We can't find them or we've misplaced them. Or we've misplaced them. Or we've misplaced them. Those are the two different... But yeah. it was like, oh, we can't find the... The warehouse's random number system. That's right. So apologies to Sinister Agent, but we still haven't received that and we're chasing Maybe we should get the nurses on the damson ward to organise their warehouse for them. Adam Dawes got us uh, four of the coasters, which are left over. Mr. P. Hughes, I think might be a listener, Yeah. got us the Prestige Vitreous Enamel Roast and Rack. Is it prestigious? Uh, yeah, it's so very... It's prestige, so not... It's so very... Um, then rummers and doers whoever you are collection I hope you're a collection of people otherwise someone's spent an awful lot of money well it's plural isn't it Just, I'm, I'm assuming, how, how they got themselves together to organise this I don't know well, the rummers and doers are very clever aren't they they are they see, they're clearly, and it's lovely to hear the rummers and the doers working together <laughs> yes, for once rather than killing one rather than <laughs> cooking their fingers and fighting in the streets of New yes, York in um, a very sort of slightly oddly operatic camp <laughs> that's right so we've got the, the John Rosher uh, turquoise napkin set 
sometimes do. That sounds like what a rummer would get. Um, they basically picked up most of what was left on the list, oh, which right. is they picked up the leftovers, which was incredible. So they got the pillowcases, which again, I am very sad to report, have not arrived, oh, dear. Um, despite being sold. They got me the DAB radio, which is just unbelievable. That is Kamokta's requested, which means they're still waiting for it to be delivered. Um, <laughs> has, has the warehouse eaten They it? also got me my George Foreman grill. Which really? is currently lost. I thought you said that nobody got you. No, I was one. wrong. Uh, the George Foreman Grill, which is currently st- in the lost in the warehouse status. <laughs> that wear- good, um, that warehouse. I love the idea that they, they can't just order some more <laughs> yes. in or pick them off the shelves in the shop, yes. for instance. Yes. And they also got us the Stella spiked meat tray. Mm. That is not it. It goes on. Um, we, <laughs> we got uh, someone called Who is the Gift From, in quotes, comma, Tisk. I was about to say, I was about to complain about That's that. right. Um, gave £5 and then later gave £5 and then later gave £5. <laughs> on, over, on three different days. It was very Maybe strange. They just kept feeling, feeling, oh, that's not really enough. <laughs> okay. Maybe, Maybe it was for their three favourite episodes. Maybe. I thought they were, they were, there was some sort of error and I'm just going to keep getting £5 from this poor person. Was looking at their bank account, bemused at what was going yeah, on. Sli- just got a slight leak. Yes. What yes. does your wife want something? Is it a cream tea? Yeah, well, she was sleeping with the baby. That's so. true. She can't it's be trusted. So because John, John is fat. So I'm so fat, he, so I have to have the door open. Yeah, we had to open the door because he's very fat. Would you like some of the wine with it? <laughs> yeah, I'll pour, pour you some wine. That'll warm, warm the heartles of your cock. There you go. <laughs> Away with you. <laughs> be gone, wench. <laughs> it's lovely in here. It's just the right temperature. You're okay, Nick. Are you cold? Yes. I'm cold. just the right temperature. Well, yes. Anyway. Struggling peanuts, John. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that joke doesn't work on the podcast. So who um, else bought you stuff? Uh, I don't want to name so, someone anonymous. Anonymous Rom doing this, and they gave us five pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, Mike McQuaid gave us some money, and I'm not going to say people who's named. I'm not going to say how much money they gave because that seems impertinent. Yes. But as long as it just people have been so lovely. Rum doing's experiment successful was one pound, but I can explain. <laughs> that. Oh no, but that that like the widow's mite is the most generous gift of all. I know who this was, and on the on the comments he explained that he had one pound thirty seven in his bank account, and he oh. was going to give it to me, and I said, please don't give me the last £1.37 in your bank account and he did it and he said that it wouldn't accept fractions so he couldn't give the 37p so he gave as much of it as he could that is the widow's might of my wedding list and by far the most generous gift he's basically he's essentially Jesus actually you know what John what's that maybe he is no No, he is one of the rare situations he will get through the eye of the needle. He will get through the Unlike eye of the needle. Unlike you. I know, I'm not going to. I'll be mine too fat. It's <laughs> not got all these things you're showing. My big, big wobbly stomach. You think, you think this is all good stuff. This, is, this stuff's sending you straight to hell. Whereas, this is true. Whereas that chap with his one pound. Mr. K get was very generous. Um, uh, 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 chap underscore O brackets mm. rum doings listener mm. also gave us money. And Rummers and Doers, yet still more, mm. gave us th- gave us thirty six pounds. And Why I thirty six. And the reason thirty six pounds was they put at one point the throw that Laurie really wanted was put onto the git was, was bought, which cost thirty six pounds, and then vanished again. So I assume that Debenham sent them an email or something saying this is unavailable or something. Like that. So they then put the money for the throw onto the gift list. Just incredible amount of money. They must have spent a hundred pounds or no more than that. One hundred and fifty. Must be quite a, quite a few people then. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'd love to know how they got together though. Uh, so would I. And whoever you well, are. Never know. Hey, whoever you are, my heartfelt thanks. I'm so moved. Well, either we'll never know, or they'll just post a, a thing link. saying who they are. But no, but I'm, although actually they would have already, wouldn't they? Though they would. I don't know. 
I don't know, but well, I'm well, we'll find I, out I'm, so, I'm so moved by that by everyone's generosity. Another, Absolutely amazing. Really, well, really appreciate well, it. It paid off mentioning it, didn't it? He really did. And now look, we've got that much money to spend in Debenhams, Nick. Isn't that good? Pity Debenhams, but there you go. Yes, it is pity Debenhams. <laughs> Maybe you could spend it in their warehouse. Um, <laughs> what is the so? What's left on the list to buy then? Um, oh right, okay. Here we go. This what wasn't bought? Yeah, what did what did uh, people? Ref- it's a nightmare this site to work it out so i have to go painstakingly. well why don't you know log in no john log in as a punter oh because now i have to un no, okay. just, i'm doing use it use another browser log I'm in doing as a it this way it's fine um so is wow there's really an, okay uh, no one bought us the 836 pound television Selfish we didn't. Idiots. We didn't get that television in the end because um, obviously it was stupidly expensive. But the idea we put the most expensive one on there so people would put money on the gift list toward uh, one. Yeah, that was yeah. the motivation behind that. Um, then uh, zero. So it's that one 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 zero of one. Um, oh, the fur throw is still appearing there for some reason. The thirty-six pound throw. So goodness knows, it's in pink, which means it's hard to get hold of. Apparently. Oh, so that's why. So, that so effectively, you couldn't really get that yes. anyway. So we'll discount so, that. So as far as only really the television that could have been. Yes, marked. and then there are other TVs on the list, which makes things mm. confusing because um, we were just experimenting. Uh, to zero of one. There you go. That's the other TV. And then uh, Laura added some chairs right at the very end because anything you add on after the wedding, you can get ten percent off in the uh-huh. store. So um, yeah, so that's it. We pretty much got absolutely everything, mostly thanks to uh, Rummers and Doers. Well, not mostly, everyone before yeah. them as well, but Rummers and Doers yeah, then there came were in and yeah. hoovered up the hoovered up the rest that was there. Some of which was extremely expensive. Well, the hoovering was nice, wasn't it? Just, everyone was nice. Everyone who bought anything, and I just I love it. I mean, buying something for a stranger is, a, and people putting like kind of. Because when the, the ones that did arrive and the rest that we promised should be here in two or three weeks, I'm very angry because it makes me really angry that it's this stuff as well. If it was just stuff from a, my aunt who yeah, was exactly. whatever, but because it's these people who went did it out of such an act of generosity. Yeah, and they wanted to think that yes. you're moving to your new house and you get all this uh-huh. nice stuff. Exactly. Do it in well, although in the same in, in one sense though, we had this amazing day of unwrapping all these amazing presents. But then we've got oh, in a, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have another day. Yeah. Um, of you know, like, can, you can just say we need to stop. You don't need to do some weird sign you've just made up. Mm. Um, I'm going to cut my hand off if you don't stop soon. Um, so yeah, so it was great, it was absolutely amazing, and we got tons see of cash. My, see my, my Show your scar. Go on. Okay, everybody. That's it's, it. Looks like a fold in the in the skin. Well, it, it feels it feels kind of weirdly. Let me see can yours. You see mine. You can't really see mine. It's it's just kind of. Oh, a, I can see a, a little dead patch there. A little. Yeah, there's a slight. Yeah, it's all too hairy as well to see anything. No, there's that? another one here somewhere. Oh yeah, here it is. See yeah. this one here? Uh, no, this one there. there. Yeah, there is that go. it? Yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, you see a nice little small scar. Although there's yes, more than right. one of them. Though. Three of them. There's another one I won't show you, which is a little more private. Was it? Was they it? Just, they had to do some shaving for that one. Oh, that's a shave. Uh, oh, they did they? Well, they're just a bit, just just the normal downy bits. Oh, okay. There, they didn't yeah. have to go and shave in the. Uh, in no, the what's horrible is it's, it's slightly chopping in the forest. No, you see, it's, it's slightly um, diagonal, which is annoying. Right. Yes, it see, is. Which means that, of course, any crunchy. movement you do or any mm. crunch you do hurts. It's you should just lie perpendicular the entire time. Yeah. That's perpendicular. The word I mean. I think you perhaps <laughs> I think parallel. I, mean, I think I just mean horizontal, really, more than anything. Parallel to the ground, because perpendicular meant I would be standing up all the time. Do you know why? You know when you look at the or, orthogonal. Uh, I know it's fifty-five minutes, but you know when you see the sun in the sky mm-hmm. and you see the rays coming down. I see the sun. Yes. You, see, well, you, see, you don't see. You just see the rays coming through the clouds. So you don't see yeah. the sun. Yeah. Um, if you look where those rays are and then you trace them back, you find God. The sun. No, no, no. You just trace where those rays are coming down through the clouds. Mm-hmm. 
the sun should be approximately about 600 yards away from the Earth. According to if all those rays are mm-hmm. going to the sun, right? Shouldn't the sun be about, you know, half a mile well, it is, away? It? It's a little bit further than half a mile. Three it's, quarters uh, it's, it's, it's 186 no, more. million times. For, no, because well, no, it's, four, it's four minutes. Is it four minutes away? Yes, it is 186 million times further away than that. Right. No, it's four, four, no, it's more than that. It's 93 million miles, the sun. Is it 93 million mm-hmm. miles? Yeah, because it takes four minutes for light to come and light. Eight, it was minutes. eight minutes. Take. Oh, it was eight, eight minutes, minutes yeah. yes. And then it take, and light is 186,000 miles per hour, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I worked out the speed the Earth was going the other day based on knowledge I had. Oh, you'll get dizzy. It was amazing, the speed it's travelling. I was amazed that I could figure that out. I worked just from basic information I already know about the solar system I could figure out how fast the Earth's going it's quite fast wow. it's going well over 50 miles an hour <laughs> so weird that we don't feel the breeze <laughs> god I hate that <laughs> anyway the reason for that is the same reason when you look at train tracks and you see the tracks meet at the, in the distance Cool perspective exactly and that, but it's weird that the sun rays do that it's, it's interesting that that works for the sun well, for 93 million well, miles no, it would be very interesting. If also, it, if you know, it, it would be very interesting if it didn't work. Well, <laughs> it would be far close, more interesting. Oh my goodness! The the laws of of of, of light and refraction are. Also, you know, when, you know when people say they they've got terrible sight. You go, you, you can see for ninety three million miles. You can see billions of miles in night time. There's nothing wrong with your eyesight. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So mm. that's not really true, is it? That's the light reaching your eye. How far? Yeah, the light's travelling to your eye. You can never see any distance at all. That's true, isn't it? Oh, I like that. That's a new fact. It's like I learned recently that... I mean, I'm going to save this for next week's okay. episode. Say. I'll somehow remember this for a whole week. I'll use... That will go past before we do another episode. I, I, will, I will use a uh, Pharmacon to help you. That's good. Okay. Excellent. We should stop now because this one's been nearly an Merry hour long. Merry Christmas. Yes, everyone, and a Happy New Year. Bye-bye.